It's time for the fastest hour of radio, Southern Race Week, with your host, William Barber. Hello, race fans, and welcome to this week's edition of Southern Race Week, right here on your favorite racing station and your favorite podcast location. As always, uh, we appreciate you taking time to tune in and turn it up. I'm William Barber, a.k.a. WB, and, of course, Alfie sitting high atop his pit box, the producer to the stars, and making it happen, Captain. Alfie, how are you today, sir? Doing good, William Barber. Glad to be a part of the broadcast yet again this week. As uh, you know, it's it's hard to believe we're in the holiday season. Next weekend is Thanksgiving. By the time you know it's going to be Christmas, it'll be the end of the year. And then uh, we'll be back at Daytona in mid-February. I mean, it's uh, – I don't know about you, William, but I'm ready to get uh, get rid of this uh, 2020 year. And uh, I am ready to move on, man. Yes, yes. <laughs> with all this crazy COVID, the election, and – yeah, all the craziness that is going on, and now that we're deprived of racing here over the next few uh, weeks and months, uh, you know, nothing to kind of distract me a little bit from the craziness that is going on in the world. But uh, exactly, it, you know, but it's all good, William. We still have a few more weeks that we'll be bringing you a new episodes of Southern Race Week before best ofs, leading up to a new season of Southern Race Week Radio with the Daytona 500, two race dates at Atlanta Motor Speedway in 2021. So I'm uh, really excited about what NASCAR is going to be doing next year uh, with the schedule, some new tracks, different venues, more road course racing. So we'll be doing left and right turns more often next year. So uh, really excited to see how uh, NASCAR is going to be in, in uh, 2021, William. But uh, Yeah, and, and now starts the NASCAR silly season in high gear yes. with everybody jockeying for a team, jockeying for sponsors, and trying to figure out where they're going to be landing um, and who they're going to be driving for in the 2020, 2021 year. Um, you know, Alfie, uh, it seems to be that um, uh, Chase Elliott is settling in well to this uh, championship reign um, and uh, still, still, got a, still got the party going on and thanking everybody uh, as he goes through. Um, uh, so, again, uh, congratulations to him. And you're right, Alfie. 2021 is going to be it's going to be different for NASCAR. Having two races back at Atlanta Motor Speedway is exciting as all get out. Um, not only that, but you know they're already setting the the criteria for the 43rd annual uh, Bush Clash um, for 2021 at Daytona. And you know, hey, the the balls are rolling. The NASCAR was the first sport to go back to live racing or live action, um, of course, without fans at the beginning, but uh, with fans. So, hey, NASCAR's taking the lead once again. <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, sir. And this week, we've got another fantastic broadcast. We're going to be joined by Mike Bagley of MRN Radio. And also, you can hear him on the mornings during the morning drive on Sirius XM's NASCAR Channel 90. We'll talk a little bit about uh, his thoughts on Winston Kelly, who retired from full-time broadcasting for the Motor Racing Network a few weeks ago at Phoenix. So we're going to get his thoughts on on his uh, on working with Winston Kelly and, and, and that great uh, friendship. Then we'll get his thoughts on some of the top stories as we wrap up the NASCAR season for 2020, including Chase uh, Elliott's championship run. 
And then also Ted Alstead from the Atlanta Motor Speedway. We'll talk some short track news. And the big news out of the short track world, Chase Elliott, even though he won a cup championship, he wants more, William. He wants more trophies. And he'll be racing in the Snowball Derby yeah, man. coming up this year as well. So we're going to get Ted Alstead's thoughts on uh, Chase Elliott uh, participating this year in the Snowball, Ber- uh, uh, the Snowball Derby, a two-time Snowball Derby champion looking to make it a third win at the Five Flags Speedway in Pensacola. So we're going to talk all about that with, with Ted and all the other great short track news here on the program this week. It's going to be super exciting, William. So what about how cool it would be if you are the short track guy that's racing at the short tracks week in and week out and week in and week out, and then you come into the Snowball Derby and beat the NASCAR Cup champion. That's a, that, that, hey, that's something to brag about to your kids and grandkids. Uh, yeah. no, doubt, no doubt about that, William. Hey, this is Dennis Fitzmaier, president of Richmond International Raceway, and you are listening to Southern Raceway. All right, we're back. Southern Raceway along the far-flung Southern Raceway Radio Network at Southie, yet again bringing you yet another brand-new week's edition of Southern Raceway Radio as uh, we wrap up the Cup season. NHRA, IndyCar have all uh, wrapped up their 2020 Seasons, but the world of short track racing continues on in 2020. And to update us and bring us all the latest vital information from the world of short track news all along the southeastern United States, let's welcome into the program via the Food Depot hotline coming to us live from the Atlanta Motor Speedway. Ladies and gentlemen, let's welcome in Mr. Austed. Hopefully, how are you? Oh, man, I'm doing great. Uh, just fired up to have you here on the program yet again this week. As uh, you know, next weekend is Thanksgiving, and then pretty soon Christmas, and then pretty soon we'll put an end to this dreaded year of 2020. And uh, it like 40 days until Christmas? Uh, I don't know. what. Have you started your Christmas shopping Something yet? Something like that. No, I was just going to ask you if you have. Oh, because, man. Uh, I, I haven't provided my list to you. Oh, well, <laughs> yeah, but, you know that was a great reaction. Uh, oh, oh, wow. right, yeah. Well, you know, I'll uh, I'll be standing by for that list, sir, and uh, make uh, sure I, yeah. I, I acquire uh, you I, the perfect gifts for this holiday season. I hate to I hate to assume anything, but I'm going to assume <laughs> with that reaction that I am not on your list of gift giving uh, this season. But you are on the Christmas card list. Which okay. I think is just that's, as important. That's, all, that's really all that matters. All right. That's really all that all matters. Right. So, uh, well, Mister Austin, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, short track news, and as we still have short track racing, even though the major uh, driving series have wrapped up their seasons, short track racing going on. And an interesting tidbit of news I read about. I wanted to get your thoughts on this. The NASCAR Cup Series champion Chase Elliott, uh, not satisfied enough with just winning the Cup championships. <laughs> Uh, as he wants to get himself another uh, great trophy to add to the collection, as I read, he'll be participating in this year's Snowball Derby. So uh, what is your yeah. thoughts, and uh, have you heard anything about this, or have you heard uh, anything from the track? I'm sure they're excited to welcome uh, Chase to the race uh, field this season. Well, yeah, I, I know that uh, it was announced earlier this week that uh, – Chase Elliott is going to enter the 53rd annual Snowball Derby down at Five Flags Speedway in Pensacola. Uh, he won the race 
back in 2011 as well as 2015. He's been kind of wanting to return uh, ever since, but of course his obligations on uh, first the Xfinity Series and then of course most recently on the Cup Series have uh, not allowed him to participate in, in those racing ventures on the short tracks, but Somehow, when you win a Cup Series championship, uh, you become more available. <laughs> and, yeah. uh, and and thankfully for the short track racing world and the, the fans of, of uh, the Snowball Derby is uh, a Cup Series champion, a reigning Cup Series champion. It'll be the first time that's ever happened for the Snowball Derby. But a reigning uh, NASCAR Cup Series champion will uh, participate. He'll strap in and go for it uh, for his third uh, title down there, uh, December 2nd through the 6th. So one of those crown jewel events for asphalt short track racing is going to have its uh, uh, highest accolade uh, champion uh, signed in and ready to do battle. So that's kind of, that's kind of cool, man. Yeah, and I know the Snowball Dirty usually attracts uh, some great, great names in the racing field. Now, besides Chase, uh, other big names that you know of that's going to be participating in the Snowball Dirty Bee that maybe our listeners are going to be like, oh, cool, that, that's kind of a, I might have to check out this event now that this driver is going to be in it. Well, probably another one of the more popular drivers that everybody seems to kind of keep their eyes on and, and kind of broke out of a slump here last weekend is Bubba Pollard, another Georgia driver that has done very well on the short track circuit, never really got an opportunity, um, and I don't know why, but never really got an opportunity with with the, the truck series, the Xfinity series, and the cup series of NASCAR. Uh, but Bubba Pollard, uh, he's going to be participating down at the Snowball Derby, and like I said, he's kind of shook the monkey off his back this last weekend as he found his way back into victory lane winning the 55th annual governor's cup down at new smyrna speedway in uh, uh East Central uh, Florida. Uh, he defeated Daniel Dye for the checkers. Dye will probably be over at uh, the Snowball as well. Uh, the wind snapped a winless streak that uh, stretches back to last spring for Pollard. Uh, and like I said, now he's scheduled to go to the Snowball Derby here uh, the, the weekend after Thanksgiving. And uh, Pollard and uh, Elliot. Uh, I don't know if Kyle Busch is going to run it. He he kind of usually waits to the last minute to to make that decision, but it wouldn't surprise me if if Kyle Busch is in it. Of course, Stephen Nas and and uh, some of those guys, uh, Burton, and uh, um, a lot of a lot of great short track drivers. You can count on on uh, Ty Majeski coming out of the Midwest. He's always a threat to win these these super late mile asphalt races. Uh, probably Johnny Sauter is going to bring his super late model down from the Midwest and. And there'll probably be a few other drivers that have uh, really kind of expanded their horizons with success in the truck series as well as the Xfinity series. And like I said, as you might see a couple of those cup drivers, we know Elliott's going to be there. Uh, and I, I think we'll probably see Kyle Busch there as well. Uh, speaking with Ted Austin here on the Southern Race Week Radio, as we break down the latest in short track news. And what other results do you have for us this week, Mr. Austin? Well, you know, uh, maybe the weekly racing has uh, subsided a bit here in the fall months and getting into uh, December, late November. Um, but with all of the, the COVID catastrophe earlier on this year, a lot of tracks are extending their season. So some good racing is still uh, available out there and it's some good racing this past weekend. Uh, the Schaefer's Oil Fall Nationals took place uh, up at Boyd's over the weekend, North Georgia. Uh, Michael Page picked up the checkers on that one, pocketed 
himself $5,000. He led all 50 laps up there. Nobody else really gave him a whole lot of pressure um, to to get that victory. And then uh, uh, the ultimate series super late models were over at Modoc Speedway in the eastern side of Georgia. Rambo Dennis Franklin bested the field. Uh, Franklin's victory in the Jack Starlet Memorial was his first ultimate series win of the year. Uh, Rambo is a two-time champion of that series. And then, of course, the Crate Late Models, it, it just it, it doesn't surprise me, but yet it does surprise me. And what I mean by that is the, the popularity of crate racing uh, is, is unbelievable right now. It's a lot of these super late model guys are also purchasing 604s because the, the purses are pretty darn good. Uh, a 604, which is the, the, the more horsepowered uh, uh engine of the uh, GM Performance Crate Late Model family. You can buy these engines for five or 6000 bucks. And then there's the 602, which is that steelhead one that uh, I've loved for 20 years now. Uh, and that one's a, still only a three dollars to $4,000 engine. The late model chassis, all these guys are running just a regular old late model chassis. And they might be getting used ones from some of the, the guys that are upgrading their, their equipment and everything. But very affordable racing, and, and it's proving uh, that that a lot of people are included or involved with it because of that affordability. The American Crate All-Stars ran a doubleheader up at Joe and Phyllis Lovins Volunteer Speedway, the Gap in in, uh, in East Central Tennessee. Jimmy Owens won $15,000 besting the field on Saturday night. Ricky Weiss won $5,000 on Friday night. Those are super late model guys. Uh, normally, they ran that Gap show though this past weekend. Jason Well uh, finished second in both of those races, but the key fact here is 73 crate cars uh, were there to compete for those for those two nights of feature racing, and that shows you that the affordability makes it to where more people can participate, yep. and and uh, and the racing is just that much better. And then they weren't the only crate races going on. There were some unsanctioned crate races that uh, took place up at uh, North Georgia at Boyd Speedway. Eli Beats won the 604 crate late models while Booger Brooks, I love that name, won the 602 <laughs> late model sportsman. Each one of them pocketed $3,000. Again, this is an engine that you can buy. Uh, the 604 is five or 6000 bucks. The 602 is three to 4000 bucks, and you're, you're racing for, for purses that you can actually pay for your engine in one win. So that, that 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 is a definitely shot in the arm for short track racing. Well, uh, Ted Austin also here noticing as I'm as I'm a follower of the AMS Legends Twitter page. Uh, you guys got an event coming up on the fifth of December. We're going to have some uh, uh, racing going on Atlanta Motor Speedway. Can you tell us a little bit about that? That'll be on Saturday, December fifth. Well, we try to keep our legends and Bandolero car guys busy even during the off season. I mean, everybody knows about the success of the of the uh, Thursday Thunder program that runs during the summer months on the Thunder Ring here at Atlanta Motor Speedway. But the legends cars and Bandolero car drivers are just like any other uh, amateur sport. They, they want to participate and compete year round. So this uh, this first weekend of December is just one of many off season races uh, for the legends car drivers, the Bandolero car drivers. So we'll we'll get racing. Uh, right around noon time, and usually all those races are completed by three three o'clock in the afternoon. So uh, the folks can come out, have some fun with the race cars, and still have plenty of time to spend uh, with their family. But there's various different events that are speckled now between here and 
and, and uh, the cup race in March, and then there's some more during the springtime before we get into the the summer Thursday Thunder Series. So it's just a way for for those drivers of Legends cars and Bandolero cars to uh, uh, continue to compete and continue to get better and have fun with their with their race cars. But it is, like I said, an opportunity for for guys to come out here and and uh, can, can compete and, and practice and and uh, have fun with their race cars. If people are interested in learning more about Legends cars and Bandolero cars, they can buy a pit pass, come out here, walk through the garages, watch from the infield area, ask questions. Uh, the drivers are very accessible. Their crew members are very accessible. There's a lot of people that can help them out and with car setup and, and getting involved with Legends car and Bandolero car racing. And, and whether you're, you're doing it for a future career move or whether you're doing it just to have fun uh, is the availabilities here at Atlanta Motor Speedway. And once again, you can get all the information about that at AtlantaMotorSpeedway.com. Come, uh, Mr. Austin. Thank you so much for taking time to join us this week on Southern Race Week Radio and enjoy your uh, holiday season, Thanksgiving, all of that. And we'll talk to you again soon, my friend. Sounds good, Alfie. Take care, man. This is Natalie Decker, driver for Nice Motorsports, and you're listening to Southern Race Week. Hello, and welcome to this week's edition of Southern Race Week Radio along the far flung Southern Race Week Radio Network. It's Alfie yet again bringing you another brand new week's edition of Southern Race Week Radio as we wind up our season here. On the, of the season as we get set to bring you some best of programming coming up here in just a matter of weeks. But we want to put the finishing touches on the NHRA, IndyCar, and NASCAR seasons for you here on Southern Race Week Radio. And to help us uh, wrap up his thoughts on this past uh, crazy COVID-19 2020 NASCAR Cup season, let's head on over to the Food Depot hotline and welcome in friend... Of the show, you hear him every weekday morning on Sirius NASCAR and XM Channel 90 for the morning drive. And also you hear him as a turn announcer for the Motor Racing Network. Ladies and gentlemen, let's welcome in Mr. Mike Bagley. What's up, Alfie? Glad to be back, son. How are you? I'm doing good, Mr. Bagley. Uh, glad to have you uh, yet again on this fantastic radio broadcast slash podcast. Uh, we really appreciate your time that you give us uh, every single time. I've asked you to come on the program. You've been more than generous to uh, give us some of your time out of your day. So uh, we really appreciate it, as this will probably be obviously the last time we might talk to you here on the program uh, this year before we talk to you again next year when we start the 2021 season. But uh, like I said, friend of the show, and, and thank you for all you do, not just for myself personally, for all the great listeners who listen to you on MRN and a Sirius uh, XM uh, Channel 90 NASCAR as you drive them into work every uh, weekday morning. So thanks for all you do, sir. Well, we appreciate those kind words. It's always a pleasure when uh, you ask me to be a part of the show. And I appreciate you allowing me to chat with you and your listeners about NASCAR racing. It's been quite a year, hasn't it? It sure has. Another great thing that is uh, the, the, the benefit of these interviews we do, Mike, is over the years, we, we've garnered and, and have this amazing friendship. And that, to me, more means more than anything in the world is your friendship, sir. And I just want to put that out there on the record. Well, I feel the same way, Alfie. We're getting all emotional here, here at this final show. Of the year. I may need a Kleenex break here in a moment, or at least someone to hold me during this interview. <laughs> well, uh, before we get into some NASCAR talk, last week on the program, I had the opportunity to interview Winston Kelly, who had his uh, last full-time broadcast with the Motor Racing Network that race weekend uh, at Phoenix. You've had the great honor and privilege of working with Mr. Kelly here the last 
a few years for the Motor Racing Network. Before we talk NASCAR, um, I just wanted to get your opinion. You've worked with them for so many years. You've interacted with them on and off the track. Real quick, what are your thoughts on Winston Kelly, his career, and the man behind the mic? Well, I've known Winston for 28 years, soon to be 29 years. Wow. And uh, Winston had just gotten started back in 19, I think, 88-ish. Um, and then I came on board in 92. So he and I have, have virtually been together through his my entire tenure and the most of his. The thing that strikes me about Winston, he is a terrific ambassador for this sport. Um, when you think of, of ambassadors, you immediately go to drivers and you go to crew chiefs and personalities and owners and all that. Well, as a broadcaster and current director, the, uh, the executive director of the NASCAR Hall of Fame, he has an unbelievable memory, number one, and he also has a terrific appreciation for the sport. Then when you ladle in um, you know, what, what he does at the NASCAR Hall, how he contributes to the sport with his pit reporting as the lead pit reporter for Motor Racing Network all these years, you've got quite a gem. But more, more importantly than that for me is the friendship that Winston and I have cultivated over the years. Um, I, I am a product of corporate America. There was a time when I wasn't full-time in, in, in race announcing and, and NASCAR announcing, I used to actually be in corporate America with announcing on the weekend, so going back and forth. Well, Winston was doing the same thing when he worked for Duke Power and Duke Energy, and he and I were able to you know, establish different lines of communication as far as you know, he would be a great resource for me if I needed advice on how to handle a certain situation, or you know, he would do the same for me. So we had that going for us. And just spending time with Winnie at, at the racetrack and getting to know him and, and being able to appreciate him even more. Daytona is not going to be the same without him. Um, he's been around this network for a long time. He will always be welcome on the network. And obviously the NASCAR fandom can, can visit with him and his team at the NASCAR Hall of Fame. But what a cherished career. What a great individual, respect and, 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 and class. But overall, just, just a good guy. And that's one of the things that I take away from my interaction with Winston more than what he's done on the track or on pit road. It's what it's the experiences that we have shared off the track and behind the scenes and away from racing that I'll treasure for uh, treasure forever. Do you have a, a special moment or memory with Winston Kelly that comes to top of your mind when you, when you think about the, the years that you guys have worked together? I do, but I can't share it with you on the air. <laughs> <laughs> would, would, would this be a Talladega? No, okay. it will not be a Talladega. All right, Stop all right. digging. You're not getting it, Alfie. Oh, all right, all right. I was, <laughs> thought I was going to get an exclusive, uh, exclusive story here, but uh, I guess nope, I won't. I won't nope, be breaking. Nope, <laughs> nope. I won't be breaking. Statue of limitations. Statue of limitations have not expired, and uh, the bodies aren't cold yet, so we can't can't go there. <laughs> All right, we'll, we'll just move on then. We'll just move on. Yes, uh, move on. <laughs> gotcha. Uh, speaking with with Mike Bagley here on uh, on Southern Race Week Radio as uh, we wrap up the uh, 2020 season. And, uh, you know, coming out of Atlanta, you know that our boys, Chase Elliott, the man did what he needed to do, won himself a, a championship. And you know, not a lot of the, you know, experts per se saw Chase Getting him into the, 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 I mean, everyone pretty much had Kevin Harvick running away with a championship, but he, he wasn't even a part of the uh, final four. Uh, now that you had a couple of weeks to kind of digest everything and also with the show, listen to some of the callers, your thoughts on Chase uh, winning that championship? Was Were you surprised? Were you taken back by that? What were your thoughts on him winning that? 
Cup championship? Well, one of the things that I think we can take away from 2020 is, and, and one of the major sentiments that we've gotten from our listeners on Series 6M, is the, the astonishment or the amazement of, well, now, wait a minute. I mean, how can the guy that wins the most races of anybody not even make it to the championship race, which I think is a valid observation, and it's a, it's a valid question. Until you dig down into how this thing works, and, and this was different than years prior, because the guy that's won the championship in the past, for the most part, has been the guy that's dominated the season or gotten the most headlines. Yeah. So it's all about winning, and it's all about consistency. But, but the thing that came out of this season, it's the timing of it. Kevin Harvick, nine wins this year. But the problem is all that winning happened early, middle, and later, or late part of the season, not the latest, where Chase started his run and and had a challenge after the COVID break, and they were able to slowly rebound from that. But they really hit their stride in the last part of the year. Matter of fact, winning three playoff races. But it's the playoff races that he won that were – that were amazing and, and were very critical, very crucial into him getting a part of the championship for at Phoenix and then ultimately winning the title. I think the lesson that can be learned going forward is while, yes, it's important to win and it's important to run well, ill-timed bad runs and lack of winning, the timing of that can cost you a championship. And I think Kevin Harvick and Rodney Childers are poster children of that. Now, uh, breaking news came out earlier this week, uh, Mr. Bagley, and I want to get your thoughts on this and just reading about this uh, right now that this past Tuesday afternoon it was unveiled that uh, Adam Stevens will not be returning to be the crew chief for the number 18 team led by Kyle Busch in uh, 2021. Now, I know that Kyle was very disappointed with the season this year. He, he did get he did get a win this season in the playoffs, but... For the most part, uh, he wasn't much. He uh, wasn't much making much noise in uh, in twenty twenty one. So, uh, your thoughts on that move that uh, Adam Stevens will be moving away from there? Do you think there was friction this season? What are you hearing? I think that there were a lot of things going on. Uh, I've not heard about any friction between Adam and Kyle, but that's not to say there wasn't any. I know that in chatting with Adam and in chatting with Kyle this year that there were several things that kept them from being as successful as they could, whether it's bringing the wrong setup, issues on pit road, bad pit calls, bad driver calls, things of that. When you put all that together, um, you really have something that needs to be addressed, or at least a head-scratcher. And I thought personally that it was a bit reactionary to, to, to move folks around. But then at the same time, look what Roger Penske did this time a year ago by reorganizing his crew chiefs and look how successful they became in 2020. So perhaps maybe as Coach Gibbs has done in the past in his future or his, his past career endeavors, maybe moving some personnel around, maybe shaking them up a little bit could, uh, could create some better performance. So what you've got now is you've got Ben Bayshore, who was the Xfinity Series crew chief that Kyle won in 2019 with, um, and that was Harrison Burton's crew chief from this past year. So you're going to move Ben Bayshore over to the 18. You're going to move Adam Stevens over to work with Christopher Bell in the 20. Chris Gabe Hart and uh, the 11 and then the 19 team stay the same. Jason Ratcliffe goes over to work for Harrison Burton. you got Daniel Hemrick in there, the Xfinity 
side getting getting a real shuffle. So perhaps maybe um, they're taking a page out of the Penske book, moving some personnel around and seeing if it, it can it can reignite performance. Because I think we all can agree that while Denny Hamlin won a lot of races, the lion's share of races being won went with him as opposed to the previous year where it seemed like a lot of other people were doing a lot of winning, especially the 19 car with, with Truex. So they're, they're breathing some new life in there over to the cup program. We'll see if the performance yield is there in 2021 because of it. Well, looking back at the season, it's uh, definitely been not not just season, but the entire year in general with everything going with COVID. You have the uh, the break from racing, uh, Jimmy Johnson's final year. Um, you know the new up and coming, the new uh, top you know young guns that were racing this season. Um, so much going on. When you look back at this season, uh, Mr. Bagley, and kind of reminisce and think about everything that goes on, what stands out to you? What what are what are some of the storylines that you're going to take away from this from this season? Well, I think that it's a mixed bag. There's been so much that's happened, and uh, the other day we we talked about it on our air. Um, you know, NASCAR's return at Darlington. There were 70 days between Cup races because of the COVID situation. Um, I think one of the big takeaways was our return. We didn't know when we were going to go back racing, and all of a sudden we forged this path, establishing processes and protocols and all that, that got us back to racing. I think it's hard to look past, obviously, Chase winning the championship at at Phoenix. You know, you had Ryan Newman's crash in the Daytona 500, and he was able to walk away from that violent crash two days later. But I think that there are a couple of things off track that happened that are huge takeaways. NASCAR getting into um, the, the social issue business. Uh, Steve Phelps, when he made that address at the Atlanta Motor Speedway on that two-way communication about racial inequality and how we as a sport have to get better, we have to listen, we have to understand. And then, of course, the Bubba Wallace situation at Talladega when every, every driver and all the crewmen helped push Bubba's car out to the starting grid that day at Talladega and the King coming up to Bubba as he's, uh, as he's crying, he's overcome with emotion, puts his arm around Bubba and, and consoles him there on the pit lane. There's been a lot of on track, a lot of off track stuff that I think that has punctuated 2020. Uh, and that's just the short list. There's been yeah. a lot of other things that have happened as well, but there've been some pretty big moments and some things that we got involved in and some roads that we traveled that we had not traveled before. NASCAR used to stay out of, social issues, but found itself at ground zero this year and neck deep in it, and I think handled it very well. So we've had so much to cover this year, and um, it's just been amazing to look back on all that we've experienced and reflect back on how the season started, what we went through, and then ultimately find out how we ended things up on schedule and on time out there at Phoenix a couple of weeks ago. Well, throughout the off-season, if you need the latest in NASCAR news and info, great interviews, well, uh, Mike Bagley will continue to bring that through throughout the year and into uh, next year as well. Every single morning, the uh, Morning Drive, Sirius XM Channel 90, NASCAR uh, Radio. And, uh, Mike, if our listeners want to keep up with you on social media, uh, where can they go to uh, follow you around? Head to Twitter at the Mike Bagley, B A G L E Y. There you go. Always some interesting stuff on his Twitter accounts and great videos as well. So check it out. Always a lot of fun to follow him on uh, Twitter. Uh, Mr. Bagley, uh, once again, thank you so much for taking time in the, uh, to join us this week on Southern Race Week Radio. Enjoy. Well, I guess for you, it's never an off season because you're still going to be working. But 
Uh, <laughs> we'll hopefully talk to you again in 2021 as we get closer and closer to the running of the great American race. Uh, enjoy your time, sir, and we'll talk to you again soon. We'll look forward to it. Everybody out there, have a great holiday season, and uh, we'll look forward to catching up with y'all as we start another racing season coming up here in just about, what, three months from now? Oh, man, I'm counting down the days, sir. Hi, this is Greg Walter, general manager of the Charlotte Motor Speedway, and you're listening to Southern Race Week. Folks, don't forget now, every single week in a week out, we want you to tell your family, friends, cousins, neighbors about Southern Race Week. Go to your favorite podcast location or tune into this great station. I want to thank our sponsors for this week for being a part of the program. That's videosantacall.com. That's videosantacall.com, where you can schedule a five-minute or ten-minute live video call with your children and your family, and you can get a ticket and don't have to worry about standing in line. So, Alfie, uh, you, you know, uh, this year um, – you, you you've got two boys and you know how are you how are you how are you how are you taking them to see santa claus man they already seen santa claus already really? yeah yeah i mean they didn't sit on his lap or anything they were like standing they stood next to each other hey uh alfie um let's throw out the uh social platforms for everybody to find us follow us and learn more about us buddy of course on twitter at srw radio you can follow our fearless leader at wb radio network you can follow yours truly at alfie underscore 19 and also on facebook the program is available at facebook.com slash southern race week and then of course the podcast version of this fine radio broadcast will be available every monday on itunes spotify as well as SoundCloud. So if you missed out on this week's show, or maybe you want to go back and listen to one of our previous week's shows, all the details of what's on every episode is available right there on the description. And uh, leave your comments, thoughts. You can rate the podcast as well. So all that is available for you every Monday at iTunes, Spotify, and SoundCloud, William. Hey, if y'all forget, folks, y'all make sure you're right back here next week on this great racing station, or make sure you find us, follow us, and uh, keep dialed in with all of our podcast broadcasts. And don't forget, if you're getting ready to do something fun this year, think about the Snowball Derby. It's the next big short track race coming up, and it's going to be down at Five Flag Speedway. Until next week, I'm William Barber. I'm Alfie. Y'all have a great one. 